Welcome to the Christ Be Glorified Ministries audio podcast. We welcome you to come and join us as we explore the Word of God to open up new levels of glory for every believer to come in closer to the Father. Join Apostle Calvin as he shares the Word of God as the Lord Jesus has revealed it unto him to share with the body of Christ. Calvin Brown of Christ Be Glorified Ministries, and welcome to another broadcast centered around the kingdom of God. Amen. This is Apostle Calvin Brown, along with my wife, you can't see her off camera, Apostle Vivian Brown. Amen. And so we are apostles of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I say that to say this, you know, we minister the, the kingdom of God. Amen. We, we minister even entrances into the kingdom of God, where God's kingdom is operating, where Jesus is seen as Lord. Amen. And a lot of times we deal with, you know, what would be called a hard word or a complex word or complicated word, but that's only because of what's what's in your heart. In other words, the gospel is simple. Amen. But in accordance to what's in your heart is whether you make room for the word of God. Amen. Whether you have an attitude that whatever truth that God reveals that you're willing to walk in that truth. Amen. So the church can go no further than its willingness to walk in the truth. Amen. And the individual Christian believer can go no further than their willingness to walk in the truth. Amen. Because everything about the Lord is truth. He is the truth. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. His word is the truth. His word is true. Amen. And so that truth does not change. Amen. So it's up to us for our hearts to change, to receive that truth. Amen. To be willing. Amen. To transform. Amen. You, you conform into the image of Christ before you're able to transform into the, the image or to present the image, to display the image of the Lord. So what am I saying? The word of God comes. We receive the word of God. We're transformed into that image of the Lord. Amen. So when people see us, it is as if they are looking at the Lord. They see the Lord in us. And so they see the Lord Jesus, they see the Father God, that is transformation by the power of the Holy Spirit acting upon the word. The, the Holy Spirit acts upon the word, amen. Even in the beginning, the Bible says where God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was without form and void, and the Holy Spirit hovered upon the face of the deep, and God began to speak, and the Holy Spirit began to act Amen. The Holy Spirit acts upon the word of God to bring it to pass. So when it comes to us as, as believers, it is our willingness to allow the Holy Spirit to do his work in our lives. The Bible says God is perfecting that which concerns us. God is able to do his work in our lives if we are willing to allow him to. Amen. In St. John, St. John chapter 18, amen, St. John chapter 18, 
Verse 37. Amen. This is Jesus before his crucifixion. He's speaking with Pilate. Amen. Pontius Pilate. It says, Pilate therefore said to him, are you a king then? And Jesus answered, you say rightly that I am a king. For this cause I was born and for this cause I have come into the world that I should bear witness to the truth and everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. Amen. So Jesus says a lot of things. Pontius Pilate says, are you king then? Jesus says, you said the right thing. That, that is true. Amen. And, and that's why I was born into this world to bear witness to the truth. And everyone that hears the truth, then they would hear me. They would hear my voice. Amen. And so this is um, the principle. This is this is kind of the core that I'm I'm hitting on today. Amen. That Jesus is the king. He's Lord. And he has to bear witness to that truth. Amen. The Bible says that Jesus is faithful. He cannot deny himself. Amen. And so Jesus is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He bears witness to that truth. And everyone who is of the truth will hear him. Who? Jesus, the king, the Lord. Amen. In other words, Jesus is Lord in your life. If you bear witness to the truth, if you hear the truth and receive the truth and walk in the truth, amen. We see this also in 1 Timothy. 1 Timothy chapter 6, beginning with verse 12. This is Paul speaking to Timothy. He says, fight the good fight of faith. And hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called, and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. Or you confessed a good confession. He's talking to Timothy. He says to, he says to fight the good fight of faith. Hold on to eternal life. Amen. Because you have confessed a good confession before many witnesses. I give thee charge in the sight of God who quickeneth all things and before Christ Jesus, who before Pontius Pilate witnessed a good confession. So he's, Paul is referencing this, this very scripture that I read in St. John chapter 18, verse 37. He says, Christ Jesus who before Pontius Pilate witnessed a good confession, if thou keep this commandment without spot, unrebukable until the appearing of the Lord Jesus Christ. So there is that, that, that correlation, that connection between what Jesus did and what we did and what we do. Amen. That Jesus, he witnessed, he confessed a good confession before Pilate. Amen. He says that I am a king. Amen. And for this cause, I came into the world to bear witness to the truth. And now Paul tells Timothy, in like manner, you have confessed a good confession before many witnesses. Now hold that confession 
of faith. Contend for the faith. Contend, amen, for eternal life, amen, in your behavior, in your lifestyle, in your confession. Be like Jesus. Confess that Jesus is Lord, number one, that he is the king, and you always that you agree with his truth, amen. And so what Jesus did, we are called to do, to, to walk in that truth also, amen. But there are many believers who refuse to, to walk in the truth, amen. They have a different thought. They have a different desire. They have a different way, amen. Uh, this becomes the armor that the devil trusts in. Amen. There's plenty of things that believers refuse to walk in. There's a lot of things that they like to walk in. Amen. Things that please their desire. There are other things that they have another desire. And so they refuse to walk in that truth. Amen. To bear witness to the truth. The Holy Spirit will bear witness to the truth. So they refuse to go with the witness of the Holy Spirit. They go with the desire of their mind, their souls, which becomes the desire of their heart, which is not the desire of the Lord. Lots of stuff in the Bible that people refuse. You, you, you're going to have to come to grips with that. Amen. If you're going to be able to repent, because before you can walk in the truth, if there's something that you're not walking in, you got to repent of that thing to remove it, to get it out of your heart, to make room for the truth. If you don't get rid of that thing out of your heart, you will have no place for the word of God. You will have no place for his truth. Amen. And though you may be a believer, though you may be a good Christian, and though you may believe a good portion of the Bible, that you're guilty of not walking with the Lord. How can two walk together lest they be agreed? And so you cannot um, walk out of step with the Lord, amen, to receive the fullness of what God has for you. And so in Luke chapter 11, I want you to see this in Luke chapter 11, verses 21 through 23. Luke chapter 11, verses 21 through 23. It says, when a strong man fully armed guards his own palace, his goods are in peace. But when a stronger than he comes upon him and overcomes him and takes from him all his armor, in which he trusted and divides his spoil. He who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters. Amen. So we see a truth, the truth of the strong man. Amen. So when a strong man guards his palace, his goods are at peace. It takes a stronger man to overcome that strong man. Amen. It takes a stronger man to overcome that strong man. What are we talking about? Amen. What's, what's the strongest man 
Amen. It's talking about the Holy Ghost. It's talking about the power of the Holy Ghost to overcome. This is, this is what I want you to see. The armor that the devil trusts in is if you agree with the devil, that sentiment, amen, that you're walking in is what the devil uses for armor to protect, amen, his house. In essence, he's using you as, as his house and that, that only by the power of the Holy Ghost, amen. In other words, you're receiving the word of God to allow the Holy Ghost to overcome. I want you to see this. It's power. It's Holy Ghost power to overcome what the devil was trusting in that he had. Amen. So that when a truth, hallelujah, is not a truth. When a truth is a lie and you're trusting in a lie, amen, as your truth, amen, that the Bible talks about that if the light that is in you be darkness, how great is that darkness? So if you're trusting in a sentiment of the devil, infiltrating the lives of the believer, infiltrating the church, amen, that lie that you are walking in is the armor that the devil is trusting in, amen. He says, I got this one because they are in agreement with me in my lie. And so they are, are not allowing the power of God to overcome. In other words, the Bible says when the enemy comes in, like a flood, the Holy Spirit lifts up a standard against him. Amen. It is, it is the overpowering, amen, power of the Holy Ghost, amen, to remove what the devil trusted in. Amen. And so it takes the power of the Holy Ghost upon the word. This is warfare. But think about this. It is actually simply removing the armor that the devil trusted in. Amen. So warfare by removing his armor. You, you are a believer. You got power over the devil, yet he had armor in certain areas because you trusted or you believed in what the devil was saying, some sentiment. Usually it is, it is something of pride or vanity that you're holding on to. Amen. Which is preventing the power of God in your life, which is preventing even your prayer life. I'm going to get into that. Amen. Your prayers are supposed to be answered. Amen. Because you're supposed to have power with God. Your prayers. The, the Lord says, if you ask anything according to his will, he hears you. And if you know that he hears you, you have the petitions desired of him. It is designed for you to petition the Lord and to receive your petitions because they line up with the will of God. God, God is doing what he wants to do. God is so eager, amen, to give you those answers. And yet it could be within you. The very thing with his, which is within you, hallelujah, that you're not willing to let go, which is hindering your prayer life. Amen. I'll show you in 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Verses four through six, Second Corinthians chapter ten, verse four through six. 
For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds, the casting down of arguments in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Amen. And so the Bible says we're supposed to cast down strongholds. Amen. The first thing that we cast down are strongholds. Amen. And then arguments and imaginations and everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of the Lord. Amen. So a, a stronghold is a fortified place. It's like a fort, you know, that is it's hard to attack a fort because a, a fort is fortified. It's, 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 it's made for the, those who are behind the fort to shoot out and for others not to be able to shoot the ones that are behind the fort. And so when we're casting down strongholds, we're talking about a fortified place that the devil fights out of. Amen. This is the armor that the devil trusts in. Amen. And so the church, we've been playing games, and this has been the thing the Lord has been speaking to me for weeks and weeks. Said, Tell my people to stop playing games with me. Amen. Stop trying to deceive yourself. Amen. To come into the knowledge of the truth and to walk in that truth. Amen. So the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They are not of the flesh, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. We have to pull those fortified places down. Amen. Casting down of arguments, imaginations, and every high thing that exalt itself against the knowledge of God. You do that. The believer, you do that. There, there are thoughts. There are arguments. There's, there are high thoughts. Amen, which which is symbolic of high places where people worship idols and demons are behind idols. So where the desire of demons are fortified, energized because of these high places that God's people are worshiping at instead of casting them down. Amen. It's the armor that the devil trusted. Amen. And so God has called us to get answers. We're at a time now where we have to pray. Amen. We have to pray. We've always had to pray, but the only answers are in the Lord. So there's a lot of um, struggling, wrestling, dealing with our hearts. Amen. Dealing with our souls to come to the knowledge of the truth, admit that it is the truth, and to be cleansed and purged from that which is not the truth. Amen. Did you think that God wanted you to be spotted? <laughs> you said, what is that? Amen. Spotted by the world. Spotted by sin. Amen. Spotted, spotted by the flesh. Amen. The Bible talks about in Jude, hating even the garment stained by the flesh. Amen. Did you think... That the Lord wants your garments to be defiled. Do you really think that the Lord wants your garments to be spotted? You said, well, the Lord can do everything. The Lord can do everything. Not if you don't acknowledge the truth. <laughs> Amen. 
The God, God can perfect that which concerns you. Amen. It is God who works in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. Amen. With God, all things are possible. Yes. Holy Ghost. For those who will acknowledge the truth and walk to walk in that truth. Amen. I'll show you again in 2 Chronicles. Amen. I'm, I'm laying a foundation in 2 Chronicles chapter 7 verse 14. This is one of the most often quoted verses in the Bible. Amen. And yeah, I want to show you something Amen. In that, you know, as an apostle, we, we are called to to handle, to steward the mysteries of God. The mysteries is that which is secret or hidden or not fully manifested. It is our job to manifest. But the mysteries of God are holy. So you have to handle the mysteries of God in a holy way. Amen. The Bible says without guile or deceit. You're able to manifest the truth, amen, without guile, without deceit, without a, 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 a hunger, a thirst for greedy gain, amen, thirst after money. If, if you fit these qualifications, then God can put you in a place of stewarding the mysteries of God, amen. The mysteries are hidden, hidden for you, amen, not from you. Amen. And so your ability to receive the mysteries and walk in those truths releases power. Amen. The Bible says that we speak the wisdom of God, not as man speaks. Amen. That even if the princes of this world had known, the Bible says that they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Hallelujah. So you see, God has called us to fellowship with the mysteries. <laughs> to fellowship. What's, what's that word? To be intimate. Holy Ghost. With the mysteries. But, but to be careful. Because the mysteries are holy. Amen. So don't let the spirit of the world get on those mysteries. Keep, keep them holy for the church. For it is the power of God against the powers of the devil. Amen. Fellowship with the mysteries is the power of God against the devil. Amen. So I want to show you something in this scripture. Second Chronicles chapter seven. God says, if my people who are called by my name, humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. Amen. You could preach five hours just, just from this scripture. Amen. So, so I want to be selective. Amen. Of some of the, 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 the mysteries that I want to show you to reveal in, in this scripture. First of all, God says, my people. Amen. We have to identify as the people of God. That means we are peculiar people. And we're willing to look foolish and be peculiar to be God's people who are called by my name, that is the name of the Lord. That means we regard his name in covenant. When we use the name 
of Jesus. That is that is that is a covenant name. It's like being married. You, that for the wife to have the husband's last name. Amen. And so that's a covenant word. If Holy Ghost, if my people are called by my name, Amen, would humble themselves, Amen, and pray and seek my face. So I'm, I'm just I'm gonna stop on that word humble. So the key to answered prayer is humility. The key to answered prayer is not seeking our ways, insisting on our ways, hallelujah, but God's ways, God's will, amen. So we have to humble ourselves to God because if we pray to God for his will, and, and I'm not talking about some ambiguous, foggy thing, his will is in his word, we pray his word, we speak his word, we decree his word, that is, that is his, his will, but the Lord showed me a thing. He says, many prayers are not answered because the posture of people's hearts. Amen. They are not humbled. That word humbled means to bow the knee. Amen. So that put a, a different twist on it. If my people call by my name would humble themselves and pray and seek my face. Humble. It means to bow the knee. When the king comes through, the king of glory, the word is bow the knee. Amen. To the king. Holy Ghost. We bow the knee to Jesus. We bow the knee to his word. Amen. To the expense of eradicating ourselves of what we thought we wanted or what we thought was the right way. Amen. God's way is the right way. Humble yourself also means to vanquish to bring down low, to bring in down into subjection, to bring down low into subjection. Amen. Humble yourself, bow the knee. It also means to vanquish. Amen. It means to bow down low into subjection. Amen. So let's go back to 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Verse 4 through 6 again. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds, the casting down of arguments and everything that exalts itself in the knowledge of God against the knowledge of God, everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. And it's, so it's talking about punishing the works of the devil. So when we bow the knee, when we humble ourselves, if my people call by my name, would humble themselves and pray and seek my face. So Humbling yourself, you bow the knee to the lordship of Jesus. The fact that Jesus is head, he's Lord over the church. And so you vanquish the devil, amen. You um, punish the devil. You punish the devil's works, amen. You release the power of God. So the Bible talks about 
prayers that um, prevail. The effectual, fervent prayers of a righteous person avails much. The, the fervent, effectual, that means it gets answers, prayers of a righteous man, a righteous person avails much. Dynamic in its working, making great power available, says, says the Amplified. Ha, ha, ha. Power in the prayer, according to the posture of the heart, of not holding on to the thoughts and sentiments which are of the world. In other words, if you're holding on to the thoughts and sentiments of the world and, and you pray, it is like you leaning on an idol as you pray. Holy Ghost, not releasing the power of God because you have more in common with the thoughts that are of the world, the sentiments that are of the world, then that which is purified and cleansing from heaven of the word of God, Holy Ghost, prayers that avail. Everybody says that, you know, when COVID hit, everyone says this scripture, if my people call by my name, hum themselves and pray and seek my face, then I will hear from heaven. Everybody was praying that prayer. And yet for many, the power of God was not released because you were holding on to the sentiments of the world when it comes to how to receive health. You know, I don't have to. I don't have to go all the way there, but you, you know what I'm saying. How 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 to receive health? Who's Lord? Amen. Jesus said, "I am a king." You told the truth. He said, "You told the truth." And for this cause, I was born to bear witness to the truth. And Paul tells Timothy, "You made a good confession amongst many witnesses." Holy Ghost, and that you're going to have to fight the good fight of faith. <laughs> Holy Ghost, for Jesus to be Lord, you got to have a good confession and stand on that confession and let him get rid of any other thought or sentiment, which is keeping his power from coming up to bear on the scene when you speak and when you pray. Holy Ghost. <laughs> and so we are Christians. Sometimes we're so religious, but there are truths. There are things which hold those, those truths if you're willing to receive. Yes. The Lord so he, he tells me over and over, tell my people, stop playing games with me. <laughs> Amen. God, the Lord said, I ain't playing. <laughs> Holy Ghost. And so he gives me messages, Holy Ghost, so that you will not play games with him. <laughs> Man, the, 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 the truth, the power of God is released when you are not mingled with the thoughts and sentiments of the world. If you're mixed, mingled with the thoughts and sentiments of the world, you, you may not know it or not but you're most likely delving in witchcraft. <laughs> Why? Because you still want results. <laughs> and so you, you will lean on those things that you think will give you results. Hmm. <laughs> the kingdom of God is based on the honor of Jesus. 
Amen. How you honor Jesus. God says, I honor those who honor me. God says that he honors those who honor Jesus. The Bible says, kiss the son lest he be angry. Amen. So the reason that God answers your prayers is because you honor Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. You, you say, I thought it was just the, the word, but what's in your heart? The, the Bible says in the book of James, you ask and receive not because you, you ask amiss that you may consume it upon your lust. Friendship with the world is enmity with God. Amen. Therefore, those who would be a friend of the world make themselves an enemy of God. Holy Ghost, you, you, you forgot that scripture was there? What was it there? It was for somebody else. I know. It wasn't for you. That, that was for somebody else. Holy Ghost. Kilaprika! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, so I'm building a foundation. I'm setting you up <laughs> to see if you will receive the truth. I'm setting you up. <laughs> the Lord is here. Hallelujah. The Lord is here. Hallelujah. So we are setting you up for your own good. Hallelujah. In the book of Ephesians, chapter 5. Hallelujah. I'm going to have to speed it up. Ephesians, chapter 5. Hallelujah. Verses 22 through 33. Amen. You said, amen, preacher. Amen. You said some good stuff. Okay. Hallelujah. Ephesians, chapter 5, verses 22 through 33. Why submit to your own husbands as to the Lord? Amen. That's the word. That's the truth. For the husband is head of the wife, as Christ is head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so is the church subject to Christ? We say, yes, yes, amen. So let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands Love your wives. So this is a word to the husband. Amen. He's spoken to the wives. Now he's speaking to the husbands. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her that he might sanctify her and cleanse her with the washing of the water by the word. So when the church is submitted to Christ, he is allowed to wash her and cleanse her with the washing of the water of the word that he might present her to himself, a glorious church. So the Lord is going to present to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she should be holy and without blemish, so that the church should be holy and without blemish. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. Husband, you love your wife just as you, you uh, take care and love your, your body. Amen. That, that you love your wives in like manner. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it just as the Lord does the church. For we are members of his body. So the Lord is teaching us about being members of his body when he's teaching us about the church, Jesus and the church. And when he's teaching us about marriage and when he's teaching us about the husband and the wife, he's teaching us that we are members of his body and flesh of his bones. 
For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and shall be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. So he says, this is a great mystery. I just told you about mysteries. Mysteries are for to be revealed so that the power of God can be released. So the power of God can be seen in the marriage between husband and wife if it is lined up the same way of the church being subject to the headship and the lordship of Jesus. Amen. Nevertheless, let each one of you in particular so love his own wife as himself and let the wife see that she respect or reverences her husband. So he kind of summarizes what he just said. Amen. Husband, love your wife. Wife, reverence your husband. This is the example. In other words, I place you in this earth to be an example that if people can see that the wife is submitted unto the husband, husband loving the wife, they can see the type of how Jesus is with the church. He says, this is a great mystery. The mystery is seen in Christ in the church. Amen. In other words, the truth of the revelation is seen in what God prescribed for the church to be submitted to the lordship of Jesus. Amen. And so we know that the devil is after marriages and that we know that divorce occurs in the church just as much as it does for those that are in the world. Why? Because of the image we, we are made in the image of the Lord. The Lord often put ordinances, marriages and ordinance, amen, to produce an image within us. In other words, a prevailing truth that we are not willing to deviate from, amen. Are there truths that you're not willing to deviate from, amen? Such is in the marriage, amen. That's why the Lord says he hates divorce. You can, you can talk about other things. I'm talking about the Prayers that travail, prayers that avail, prayers that prevail, amen. Prevailing prayers, prayers that avail, amen, can be seen. The power of God is released in the example of that wife being submitted unto her husband. Well, she says, well, what, what if he doesn't love me? Amen. The power. The woman has power to influence the husband. You, you cannot doubt that. It's all through the scripture. The woman has power, amen, to influence the husband for good or for evil. Amen. See Jezebel. <laughs> amen. The woman has power to influence. God has given it unto the woman to have power in her submission. Amen. To cause God to be able to deal with that man. You say, where's that? In Malachi, God says, I believe in chapter three, he says that I am a witness against that man who was a priest, that he is a witness against him in how he has dealt with the wife of his youth. Amen. So that woman 
carries the ability through her submission to get the principle and the power of God on the scene where it pertains unto that man. Amen. As they say, something's got to give. Amen. When, when God is on the scene, something's got to give. Amen. Amen. Have you ever released the power of God or have you went with the sentiment of the world? Amen. That the, 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 the preacher said, I can divorce him and that no guilt of consciousness or anything like that. Amen. Have you allowed God? Amen. Have you presented it unto God? Have you said, Lord, this is your ordinance. This is your image. You speak to me to do my part. Holy Ghost. And by faith, I trust you to do my part. Now, God, you said, come let us reason together. You can get just as real with God as you want to. Amen. Let us, let us reason. Amen. Let me state my case. Amen. You said, Lord God, that power would be released. Amen. I have the expectation of power. The word is about power. Amen. To get answers to prayer, there must be power. It's all about the power being released on the word. <laughs> it goes. Cast down strongholds first. Amen. What is a stronghold? A fortress. A fort that the devil operates out of his armor that he trusts. You, you, you'll never touch this thing. Amen. You'll never mess with this. So I can operate out of this. Amen. So that the power of God will not be released and that I can hold you captive, your goods. Amen. Captive. The, the, the devil is not supposed to have your goods. Amen. You're supposed to spoil the devil. Amen. And take everything that he's been holding up. Amen. A good marriage. Amen. Finance, love, joy, peace. Everything that the devil was holding up. Amen. You are able by the power of the Holy Ghost, the true strong man, to overpower him and take his goods. Amen. Which now becomes your goods. Amen. Because you're one with the Lord. Amen. Praise be to God. The word submitted means to acknowledge that Jesus is the head and that he is Lord and to submit to his lordship. Amen. The church is not the church unless she is submitted to Jesus. In other words, she's not acting as, as the church. You may argue that she is the church, but if she is a rebellious woman, if she's a contentious woman, if the church is a Jezebel, if the church is a contentious woman, can you argue that she is the church? <laughs> Amen. So the church is not the church unless she is submitted to the lordship of Jesus, the headship of Jesus. Amen. And God has given grace unto the women to be an example. God has given grace unto the wives to be an example of what a submitted church is supposed to look like. It's in the word. Amen. So this is God's example and way, which is consistent throughout scripture. All scripture is consistent. It does not deviate. It's a pattern. It's an ordinance. Amen. It's all through the word of God. Amen. That you are... You are pursuing other thoughts 
If you are not looking at the word of God, line upon line upon line, precept upon precept, you are looking to consume it upon your own lust. If you're trying to find scriptures which deviate from the wife reverencing her husband and the husband loving his wife, if you're trying to find scriptures which deviate from that, you're holding on to something in your heart which is not the truth, which the devil is using as armor, amen, to keep you away from the true mysteries of God. In, in the mysteries of God, like I said, there is, you have to commune with them. It's, it's, it's true intimacy. God reveals his secrets to those who fear him. And so through intimacy, appreciating the Lord, so to speak, honoring the Lord Jesus, amen, as you commune in the truth, he releases the, 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 the principles of those truths unto you because he has counted you worthy to handle, to handle his truth. Amen. In St. John chapter 16, St. John chapter 16, verses 12, 12 through 50. St. John chapter 16, verses 12 through 15. Jesus says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, therefore I said that he will take of mine and declare it unto you. So Jesus says, everything that the Father has is mine. Amen. And so I'm going to take that which is of mine, which is everything that the Father has is now mine. And I will show it or I will declare it or I will reveal it unto you. So look at this marriage. Everything that the husband has belongs to the wife. Amen. Because they are one. And she is not rebelling against him. Amen. She is one with him. Amen. And so Jesus says, this is, this is like the marriage covenant. He says, everything that the father has is mine. Amen. So I will take of mine. And it's not just giving it unto you because you don't even know what he's giving. He says, I will declare it. I will reveal it unto you so that you can appreciate it. Amen. I will reveal the mysteries. I will commune with you around the mysteries. I tell you a secret. This is a mystery, the Bible says. This is a mystery. But I speak concerning Jesus, Christ, and the church. This is a mystery. Amen. Jesus says, everything that the Father has, you don't know everything God has. Holy Ghost. You have an inkling and you have received of the Lord. But, but the true things to bring power in this earth. Let me tell you a thing. And, and you may not want to hear this. If you are just enjoying the things that the world enjoys, 
Amen. And you think that is going to bring people to Christ. Amen. Anything you can do from a worldly perspective, the devil and his crowd, he says that we can do greater. Amen. So if you just enjoying the fruits of the world, amen, and you think that will bring people to Christ, amen, it will just make them mad at you, <laughs> amen, and try to take more from you. Amen. There, there must be, there, there must be an element of the mystery that the Bible says that you are seen as a believer, that you're seen as born again. There has to be something different. Amen. For you to be seen as one who is, who is born again. Amen. That you act differently than the world. Amen. So marriage, everything that Jesus has. Amen. As he's, as he's married to the church, we know we will have the marriage supper of the Lamb, but we are espoused unto Jesus. Amen. So everything that Jesus has, he has given unto the church. Amen. He has declared it. He has revealed it. Amen. So from that posture of being one, we are able to receive and to walk in all that Jesus is and all that Jesus has. So it is the posture of being one. We are heirs of God, joint heirs with Jesus. The posture of being one with Jesus yet submitted. You have to be both. You cannot say you're one and not submitted. Amen. You cannot say that you are submitted but refusing to be one with him. By, by having the sentiment which is of the world. I'm bringing this one about the marriage because it is speaking, it is speaking of a bigger picture. But even in that, the ordinance, are you willing to get rid of the leaven? Are you willing to get rid of the sentiment? Amen. The same sentiment which is of the world concerning marriages in the church. Amen. So, the Lord has given you all things, amen, all things that pertain to life and godliness, amen. So ministers or leaders are supposed to be leaders, amen, but the church is full of leaders which only satisfy pride and vanity, amen. The church is full of leaders. The leaders themselves, they seek to satisfy pride and vanity, and they, they, they speak to a people who seek to satisfy pride and vanity, heaping up yourselves for yourselves, leaders, preachers with itchy ears, amen. You're ever learning, never coming to the knowledge of the truth, amen. Second Corinthians chapter 11, Second Corinthians chapter 11, beginning with verse two through four. Paul says, for I'm jealous for you with godly jealousy, for I betroth you to one husband that I may present you as a chaste virgin of Christ. So the apostle presents the church. Our job is to present the church back to Jesus. Amen. As a chaste virgin of Christ. But I fear lest somehow as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, 
So your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. For if he who comes preaches another Jesus whom we have not preached, or if you receive a different spirit, which we have not received, or a different gospel, which you have not accepted, you may well put up with, in other words, these, these false apostles and false teachers, that they were receiving those, amen, which was a different gospel, a different spirit, a different word, amen, than what Paul presented, amen, and they were putting up with them, amen. So the closer it is to the return of Jesus, the glorious church must appear or manifest, you know, we say rising up, the church is rising up, amen. And people talk about devil rising up and Esther rising up. Amen. There is a truth to that, but it's not according to the, the ideology of the world, the, the spirit of the world, the thoughts, the arguments of the world, which produce strongholds, which the devil used as armor. Amen. Yes, the church must appear and the church can be seen in the life of Esther. But it's completely opposite of the sentiment, which is of the world. So Esther must appear prophetically. She is appearing. The mystery of Esther's power and authority was not because of her access through. It was because of her access to the throne through submission. So through her submission, she had access to the throne. She was one with the king, her husband, the king, and with the throne. Amen. She did not seek to rule over her husband, the king. So the mystery of can be seen in Esther, that the mystery of power and authority, the church walking in power and authority can be seen in the book of Esther. Amen. Esther was chosen. Amen. Because of her inner beauty, because she lined up with the will of God. God put her in there. As, as an image to for the church to aspire to, to show how to operate in power and authority. Amen. That when the woman is out of order, the church will not operate in power and authority. Amen. That's Amen. that's that's the simple truth. Amen. Amen. You 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 have a lot of vanity. You have a lot of pride. You may have a lot of words. You, you may even have a, 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 a lot of preaching and speaking. Amen. But you will not have the power because the Bible example is that that woman to have the sign of power on her head because of the angels. Amen. For her head to be covered. For her head to be covered. Amen. I don't, I don't have time to get into that. But in Esther, I want you to see um, the, the prayer being seen in Esther. The book of Esther, chapter 5, Esther, chapter 5, amen, verses 1 through 4, amen. So Esther, a type of the church, one who was submitted to a husband who was the king, and getting everything that he has, everything that the king has was hers. And she was one in flowing in the will of God. So our job in this earth realm is to pray 
according to his will. And so we see that in the book of Esther. Esther chapter 5, verses 1 through 4. Now it happened on the third day that Esther put on her royal robes and stood in the inner court of the king's palace across from the king's house. Holy <laughs> While the king sat on his royal throne in the royal house, facing the entrance of the house. So it was when the king saw Queen Esther standing in the court, she found favor in his sight. Mark that she found favor in his sight. And the king held out to Esther, the golden scepter that was in his hand, and Esther went near and touched the top of the scepter. And the king said to her, what do you wish, Queen Esther? What is your request? It shall be given to you up to half of the kingdom. So Esther answered, if it pleases the king, let the king and Haman come today to the banquet that I have prepared for him. So this is part of exposing the enemy. When, when the church rises up, when the church lines up, she has wisdom to expose the enemy. Who's the enemy? Haman in this story. What does Haman represent? The devil, the desire of the devil to destroy God's people. Amen. And then continue. We see it again. This is a type of prayer. In Esther chapter 7. Esther chapter 7, verses 1 through 3. So the king and Haman went to dine with Queen Esther. And on the second day, at the banquet of wine, the, the king again said to Esther, what is your petition, Queen Esther? So you, I want you to notice that the king has no reservations about answering her prayer. He has no reservation. It is her posture which releases grace unto her. Amen. She, she submitted unto her husband, the king. Amen. And she is petitioning or praying the will of God. It shall be granted to you. And what is your request? Up to half of the kingdom. In other words, we share in this kingdom. Jesus is allowing us to share in his kingdom. All that he has, he's given unto us. It shall be done. Then Queen Esther answered and said, if I found favor in your sight, O king, and if it pleases the king, let my life be given me at my petition and my people at my request. Amen. So saving God's people. Amen. Saving. In this instance, Haman was, had uh, released a plan to destroy all of God's people, the Jews. Amen. And so that is what's happening now. There's a death sentence against God's people. We have been marked, whether you know it or not, we've been marked for extermination, eradication um, by the devil, by the Antichrist, by the spirit of the world. That's why things are ramped up, amped up, amen, trying to get rid of us, trying to get rid of our voice, trying to get rid of our influence, amen. And so God has called his people to pray, recognize what is going on. People say, well, I've been praying. Well, you haven't been postured because you not, have not even been willing to cast down this stronghold. Mm -hmm. Amen. You, we have not seen the power of God the way that God wanted it released because we have not been willing to cast down this stronghold. Mm -hmm. That's right. <laughs> Amen. And so he was perfectly willing 
to grant her request even up until half the kingdom or to share the kingdom completely with her. Whatever she wanted in the kingdom was released unto her. Amen. The Bible says, come boldly to the throne of grace that we may receive, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Ephesians 5.11, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Amen. So our job is not to be commingled with the works of darkness. Our job is to expose. Amen. So it allows the, the punishment, amen, of disobedience when our punishment, when, when our obedience is made complete, it allows the punishment of disobedience. The exposing of Haman, the exposing of the works of darkness. Amen. So we cannot pray to God with a double mind, commingled. Amen. We'll, I know my time is spent, but let's look at that. The book of James. The book of James. <clears throat> chapter. Four. Verses 5 through 10. I know my time is spent. This is my last verse, passage of scripture. Or do you think that the scripture says in vain, the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealously, but he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Remember, if my people call by my name would humble themselves, get rid of the sentiment, which is of the world that to punish and embarrass the devil. If you ever do it, you will embarrass the devil. You will punish the works of disobedience. It says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Verse 7, therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So submitting to God, that's what I'm talking about. Resisting the devil, he will flee from you. Draw near to God, he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded Lament and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. Amen. So this is the humbling that God is talking about. Amen. Or at least we can say part of the humbling that God is talking about. Casting down strongholds. The sentiment of the world. Amen. The sentiment of the devil. Those thoughts that get a part of you that be become part of your psyche. Amen. That you have to cast them down so that the 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 the, the truth of God can invade by the spirit of God. This is a time for the invasion of the spirit of God. This is how it happens. It doesn't happen as as you hold on to the things of the world. Amen. It happens when you let go of the things of the world. The Holy Spirit is able to invade and to destroy the works of the devil, to allow God's kingdom, get this, to come to you. Everything that Jesus has in his kingdom is yours. Father, we thank you for that word. Amen. I pray it's not a complicated word for those who know the simplicity, which is of Christ, the purity, the cleansing power of the word of God to cleanse that which spots our Garments, those who desire, amen, for that cleansing, for that spotting to be cleansed, amen, the spotting of the flesh, the spotting of the world, amen, the wrinkling, 
amen, of the, of the world, to be removed from, from their lives, Lord God, our lives. We beseech you, O Lord, amen, that our garments might be clean. We beseech you, O, o Lord, hallelujah, that we are able to carry out our part. The, the, the power of God to be a witness is, is the power of God to do our part. Jesus has done his part. He spoiled the principalities, the powers. He made an open show of them. Father, give us the grace. Give us the power to do our part in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to the Christ Be Glorified Ministries audio podcast. For more information, visit ChristBeGlorifiedMinistries.com. And you can also follow us on Facebook under Christ Be Glorified Ministries. Thank you so much and God bless you.